Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor and his friends give you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides, and in this episode of Major League Baseball Picks, selling the prices that make for good bets using the mathematical model I've built, affectionately known as Sideline, for games scheduled to be played on Thursday, August 10th, 2023. Get you here, check out the webpage on the banner. It's www.pickswiththeprofessor.com slash new for some explanations and community rules. Remember, if you're interested in projections and picks on every single game, sign up on Dub Club. That link's in the show description. You will get first five money line, run line, totals, all sorts of information, and summarized if you just want kind of the, hey, here's the A grades you should play. You got a lot of options of how, you, you know, what you get and how much information you can do, more or less, kind of trying to build it up for all people. Uh, Discord access, we have a lot of fun and a lot of good information over there as well. All that under $1 per day will be worth your while. Check it out. That link's in the show description. If you're looking for just the A-plus play of the day, you can do that for a little bit cheaper over at Black Book Sports. Also, that link is in the show description. Remember that sports are unpredictable. So the discussion of this show, project a typical game, does not try to forecast it to a T. Is that be a foolish and impossible goal? There are no right sides or wrong sides. Rather, prices where any sides should be played. Whether using my model or someone else's, this sort of thinking is the key to growing your bankroll instead of draining it. There are ups and downs, but it will balance out in the long run. It's just hard to foresee before it happens. In other words, please understand, good and bad variants will occur. Surely long run profitability has been proven. Winning every single day is an impossible reality for any gambler. Uh, Cousin Jared, I, I, uh, I feel like, you know, we could just talk baseball like for 30 minutes here and just fly through the picks and move on. I feel like there's a lot to talk about. Uh, first off, you know, hey, anytime your team throws a no-hitter, I will don your jersey and hat uh, the next for the next show. Uh, unless you're one of the, like, 15 teams I don't have a jersey and hat of, and in that case. Um, but, you know, I got about half the teams covered, so here we go. And, and if, if we don't have a hat or jersey, they're probably on the list to eventually get get a hat or a jersey. There's a very small list of people that aren't on the list. Yeah, so. yeah there's like five teams. It's like it's just never going to happen. Yeah. Uh, uh, if, if, if you want, you can you can guess at that in the comments or it'll, it'll lead to some fun Discord chatter um, yeah. as well. Because uh, Jared, a quick little recap here uh, as much as we can do. Uh, of Wednesday, the A plus play of the day continues to roll along. I believe that's eight and one now uh, in the nine days of August. I mean, there's mm-hmm. really nothing more to say than that mm-hmm. about that. We had a lot of pushes today. We took Brewers minus one on the show. You mm-hmm. opted for the money line, so so kudos to you, cousin Jared, for telling the people yeah. to play the money line. I had the official of the minus one to save on the odds. I pushed you one. Again, kudos to you, but that was uh, an official pick push. You had said last night you wanted to play the Braves. Uh, it got up to a C grade this morning, and so I posted in the comments of the show, and I put on Twitter, I said, hey, Cousin Joe, we'll play the Braves. Braves minus one. That pushed as they won by uh, a single run. We had, uh, you know, if you played the over in the Astros Royals game, which we talked about playing the over, uh, if you got the nine and a half, you won, but that closed at 10. That would have pushed. Um, yeah, Red Sox pushed. We had an A-grade play on the Red Sox minus one. That yeah. push, thanks to a, a ninth-inning home run, a little bit of a heartbreaker on that one. Uh, and then the only other outstanding thing here, we, we did lose the Orioles. Uh, I do want to come back and talk about that game. Uh, and then the Mariners are happening right now. They are tied here in the sixth inning. Uh, so so kind of a mixed bag on Wednesday, but the A-plus play of the day keeps rolling on. And the total of the day uh, won as well. That's 3-0 this week. Those are really profitable as well. You get those for free over on TikTok or Instagram. Those links are in the show description as well. Um, Cousin Jared, we are going to talk about the Orioles-Astros game for Wednesday. I I just want to address, and I don't know if you have any thoughts on it. I watched that game along with 
Uh, I watched the Blue Jays Guardians. I think I've seen every pitch of that series. Uh, Blue Jays won the series four to two. Uh, four runs to two runs in three games. That is insane. I can't say I've ever seen that before in today's day yeah. and age. Yeah, um, yeah. And and like if, if you told me that like the Guardians were involved in a series like that, like sure, I believe sure. that. But that the Blue Jays were not against the Jays. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely wild. Uh, but that Astros Orioles game, uh, there were so many chances for runs. It felt like both Flaherty and Javier worked out of jams early on. And as Astros, as an Astros fan, we were happy with that result from a fandom standpoint, not happy with our wallets losing on the Orioles there. But I mean, it, I think I kind of stand by the, by the read on that game. I mean, Javier didn't look great. His location wasn't great. Um, he worked out of it, which you get good for him to only go yep. give up two runs in five innings, but well over a hundred pitches in five innings, two runs. And I don't know, watching it, it seemed like it could have easily been four or five, six runs that he gave up. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just nervous for him going forward. I mean, I, I was basically counting it as a win when it was the bottom of the first and the Orioles had a guy on third with nobody out and Astrid already scored two runs. Yeah. I was like, oh yeah, this first five is going to go flying over five yeah. and a half. And then it just it didn't happen. But yeah, I completely agree. I don't feel like the read was necessarily wrong on that game. Just two guys that you know got the outs at the exact time they needed them. Yeah, Flaherty didn't pitch well either, and just and limited the damage. Uh, Javier, kind of the same thing. Uh, and that's what we talk about. It's it's, it's the gambling that's going to happen. That's what we talk about balancing in the long run. We don't focus that we focus, and that's why price matters. And I, I hate to you know continue to you know beat on the same drum, right? But that's why price is important. We know we're going to lose some. We know we're going to have some right reads and lose some. We're going to have some wrong reads and win some, and that's fun too. But we know that we're going to win some. We know we're going to lose some. That's why price matters because if you're getting good prices in the long run, we will be okay. And that's where, uh, again, we always talk about the thresholds for prices. Uh, for totals, it's less about price. It's a little bit about the odds. It's also about the numbers, whether you're getting the push, that sort of thing. Right? We play the over eight in the Giants Angels. Probably not going to hit the over, but hey, it went up to eight and a half. So it's one of those where it's like, hey, we got a good number. In the long run, that's going to work out for us. It just didn't work out for us here uh, tonight, unless barring a miracle. I hope I'm wrong about this. I hope that everyone's watching this in the morning and saying, no, you got the over. Uh, but I'm I'm not not holding my breath with where we are now on that one. Uh, Kiss and Jared, uh, I guess the uh, you know last thing to talk about here before we get into um, – today's show is uh i've been i've been meaning to say this and make this joke and i gotta do it at the start of the show rather than at the end <laughs> of the show but uh i gotta give props to mrs professor uh making a joke she knows at the end of every show i say that you can uh, eat your betting money but please don't bet your money we've been joking about uh you know we're building a house and moving and things like that and uh uh, she made the joke that you know you can you could house your betting money, but you shouldn't bet your house money. And so, uh, you know, we were talking about you know I got to practice what I preach there uh, as well, and we got to. Uh, it, it, it's it's fun times trying to think through finances and building a new house. But she she had it. So so we talked about making merch, right? I, I don't think that one's going to make it to a shirt. I think the other one will. But uh, if you have clever shirt sayings, of course, drop those in the comments. We've been talking about a lot of that on Discord. Yeah, number one thing we're looking forward to is the mugs. We we got to figure out the mugs. the mugs. If we keep recording at night, though, or is it going to be like water in the coffee mugs? Like what's that? You know, I'll, I'll find something to put in the coffee mug. No so, guarantees as to what it is. <laughs> but say if we quit in the morning, it's definitely going to be coffee, right? Otherwise, yeah, yeah, definitely coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could be anything. All right. Uh, before we get to today's slight, some quick reminders, please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free. And if you turn on notifications, you'll miss any of the MLB, college basketball, college football, or come of this fall NFL content that this channel provides. You can see how I scale picks and the Google Sheet that's got the season results. Talk about it a little bit here today. 
specifically one of the picks that's coming up. Uh, that link's in the show description. A lot of goodies over there. Just check that sheet out if you haven't yet. Uh, it's also on the website homepage as well, www.pixelprofessor.com. Uh, but as always, with scaling and with the picks, take what you like and leave the rest. Two afternoon games here early for us here. 12.30 p.m. Eastern Braves at the Pirates. Pirates playing the Braves really well. Because, uh, Jerry, we were talking about this before show. Losing by two, losing by one, and winning a game uh, in this series. Playing really tight. Uh, you know, Pirates have been kind of frisky all year. Better than we expected. Not obviously going to make the playoffs. But having a decent season, especially relative to expectations. Uh, Braves obviously just insanely good. Uh, yeah. Not really much to say about that. It'll be a, a beautiful day in Pittsburgh if you can get out to the ballpark. 72 degrees. Uh, start 72 degrees to finish. It'll be like you are sitting in your living room on a nice day. Wind will be blowing out. Uh, 5 to 10 miles an hour. That's going to boost the runs by a, by a good little bit based off the weather. A little bit for the park being slightly hitter friendly. A little bit from the wind. Uh, two decent pitchers, Bryce Elder and Bailey Falter. And I feel like we could talk a lot about just these two pitchers. Uh, Bryce Elder's a guy who started off the season incredible, has been really going the wrong direction as of late. His underlying metrics always were a little bit worse uh, than his ERA, which we kind of said was okay. He was getting a lot of ground balls. Uh, the issue is that his underlying metrics have gotten a lot worse in the last month. So this is what this is a situation we always talk about this, right? How's the guy doing relative to his underlying metrics? Where's that going, et cetera? And his underlying metrics show that he should have a higher ERA but it's not like now that's caught up to him. Now his underlying metrics are still high. I think they will always be higher because he's going to be a guy that gets a lot of ground balls and kind of escape James a little bit with that. But it's just, it's going the wrong direction for him now still based off of the body of work. He did earlier model still says he's slightly better than average. Uh, but you do have to be a little bit concerned if you're a Braves fan. Is it the innings, right? The first full season now for him in the big leagues, he pitched a little bit up there last year, but um, you know, not quite throwing as many innings as this, how will he hold up or, is the book getting out of him? What's going on with him? And why is he kind of going the wrong direction? He was always kind of get hitting, getting hit hard. Uh, now it's it, it, it's gotten worse. So so an interesting guy to talk about, I think, in Bryce Elder. Bailey Falter coming over in the trade from the Phillies. 487 ERA, advanced metrics say it should be a little bit better. I'm a believer in this guy. He hasn't thrown that many innings this year, but I think he's got some potential. The model likes him, gives him a 100 grade. And there's not really a lot, if you just look at the ERA, that would suggest that. So there's stuff in the underlying metrics that suggests that he might actually be a little bit better, give you a little bit of value on him. Uh, bullpen, Pirates bullpen, pretty you know, pretty decent. Uh, offensively, slightly below average. Of course, the Braves have an incredible offense. Model says the Braves win this 61% of the time. It's actually an A-grade pick on the Pirates' money line. But I have, again, a rule about well, taking money lines, run lines, that minus one. If the run line on the dog is plus odds, I take that rather than the plus odds on the money line. So it's a B-grade on the run line on the Pirates at plus 115. The A-grade threshold for the run line is actually plus 116. So it's like a B plus, 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 plus pick. It is literally one cent off. By the time I run this in the morning, it could round. It could be up to an A-grade. So this is essentially an A-grade on the Pirates. And again, if on the money line, it is an A-grade. The current price is plus 188. A-grade thresholds plus 183. Again, model says it should be plus 158. And again, the rule I have, I'm not saying that you have to follow this rule. It's just a simple rule of... So that I don't have to think through and try to figure out edges and whatever. I just kind of say, hey, if the run line is minus odds, I'll take a chance with the dog winning outright. But if the run line's plus odds, that means we still aren't even sure they're going to cover the run line. So let's just take the plus odds and not get too greedy here. That's my role. Cousin Jared, uh, I, I mean, I got a lot to talk about in this game. First main question for you here is, uh, you know, how do you feel about the Pirates on the run line versus the money line? You got some real appealing odds. Or are you going to look at it like I do with the favorites and maybe say split your wager a little bit? 
Yeah, I, I mean, I want to take the run a half. Uh, it just feels like the the safest play to me. I, I really like getting getting that run a half, especially at plus plus odds. Uh, yeah. I mean, you don't get very many times where you get the back team getting a run a half at, at plus odds like that. Um, okay, so I want to. Yeah, I'm glad that you mentioned we could talk about the pitchers because I wanted to talk about Bryce Elder, and I'm, I'm a Bryce Elder fantasy owner. Uh, he is wonderful to own in fantasy because I don't have to care what his underlying metrics say. I just have to worry right. about his his record. How many runs he can give up? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And those are, are quite better than what the underlying metrics are. But for the purposes of this show, yeah, let's dig in to what he's doing a little bit. First thing I would say is his past five starts, uh, he hasn't made it to five innings in three of those games and gave up seven runs in, in three of those starts. And so it just hasn't been great as of late. No. His fifth I think that's been, putting it I think that's putting it mildly. It hasn't been great. <laughs> yeah. His FIP is an entire run higher than what his ERA is. His whip is 1.23. That's fine. He he's yep. giving up more hits per nine than he did last season. He's giving up over eight hits per nine. He's giving up one home run per nine, which is, is fairly fairly decent. Like you said, a lot of ground yeah. balls. Yeah. He's yeah. he's walking three guys per nine, but he's only he's not a big strikeout guy. He's yep. only striking out about six, six and a half guys. And we talked about that yesterday. Yeah. That's going to be a lot of what's driving you into the, the underlying yep. metrics, that strikeout. And and yep. you can make up for it if you get ground balls. It's just, that's the thing is when it doesn't quite happen, the ground balls start going through the holes. That's where what's happened lately for him. And it just hasn't gone well. He's not getting those ground balls right to the second baseman for the double play ball when he lets yep. it on like he was doing earlier in the season. Yep. So about June, I had a real issue with how sideline had Bryce Elder assessed. I was like, there's no way this guy is better than what he is. Yeah. But then, you know, I realized, look, this underlying metrics. Oh, they're not that great. I backed off a little bit. And then we've got these, you know, rough starts all, all in a row here. Yeah. And so, yeah, I want to take the run in half because Bryce Elder is a good, he's solid, but yeah. I think he's a little bit overrated and he benefits obviously from pitching for the Braves and getting oh, yeah. support yeah. and being able to win games where usually he would get no decision or a loss yeah. if you run a bad yeah. team. So yeah, sign me up. I want to take the run in half, mostly because I think Bryce Elder is a little bit overpriced in the market. Uh, I did not know you that you rostered him in fantasy. I think that's kind of funny because I actually rostered him in fantasy earlier this season and traded him to the third member of our team, uh, Jake. So uh, it, it exchanged for Justin Verlander, yeah. which you would say, cool, except for the fact that it's in a only league. So yeah, uh, yeah, that didn't work. It didn't work out well. Uh, total in this game is sitting at 10. Model says 9.7. So the model says that's pretty spot on. It should be 9.5 yeah. or 10, one of those two. Uh, wh where's your head on the total here? A model would, I guess, lean under 10? Yeah, I mean, if I had to. Can you play it under in the Braves? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I, I was going to say, if I had to lean one way or the other, I'd probably lean over. But okay. It's, okay. it's it's not a play that I'm making yeah. when sideline says it's that spot on and without like some sort of significant weather thing, which like you said, the, yeah. the weather's going to be great in Pittsburgh. Um, so I, this is a stay away from me on the total. Yeah. But I, I'd go over if I had to. Mm. Yeah, I had the same thought. There's just no reason to touch this. Yeah. Uh, total tends to pretty good price that they they know that the wind's going to be blowing out a little bit. And uh, again, you got to kind of inflate these Braves totals. They just kind of suck you into these high scoring games because they're so good offensively. Uh, mm -hmm. Pirates scored with them here on Wednesday night because uh, you kind of have to keep scoring with them uh, for the most part. They occasionally will go through slumps offensive every team will. But I mean, their offense is just so dang good. Uh, yeah. 
you know, you, you have to inflate that total a little bit. I think they did a good job of that here. So Pirates, the pick here, uh, official pick on the run line. If you want to take a little chance, we'll sprinkle on the money line. I'm sure, I'm sure Jake would say he would sprinkle on the money line, other than the fact that it's against his team, uh, simply because of the fact that, um, you know, he likes a little bit more of the payout, but because uh, you're sticking to the run line, my official pick run line. Uh, but again, B plus, 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 plus pick. By the time it reruns in the morning, it might be to that A grade threshold, but a good look there early on. Also in the afternoon spot, Astros and Orioles, uh, cousin Jerry, we could spend half an hour just on this series alone as an Astros fans. As an Astros fan, I was not expecting to win the first two games of the series at a Baltimore team that's playing yeah. really well, uh, first place in in the American League, and uh, especially with with Javier the way he'd been pitching, you know, Fromber, you know, being kind of questionable after the, after being the leader in the clubhouse for the, for the Cy Young award early on. And then not great as of late, other than the one start where he got to take advantage of the guardians who just can't hit lefties and, and mm-hmm. half the time can't hit anybody. Um, surprising wins there for the Astros. Uh, in my opinion, they've looked, they've looked really good now an afternoon game. And a game that I think is just going to be a complete toss up personally model says Astros win this 52% of the time, they should be favored by the price of minus minus one ten. right now. It'd be a C grade pick on the Astros. I wouldn't touch it. I have no idea what's going to happen here. Hunter Brown, the better pitcher between him and Kermer, uh, better ERA, better underlying metrics, it really hands down better pitcher model has about one center deviation uh, better uh, Orioles bullpen though, better, even though they've you know had some struggles uh, here, this series, they're still a much better bullpen. Ashes offense, I guess maybe better, but the games in Baltimore, all that's just conflicting information of just crapshoot. And the model agrees with that saying 52%. It's pretty close to 50, 50. I have no idea what's going to happen. I don't know which pitcher's going to show up. I think it's a pretty high variability game. I think there's a real good chance. I, I think for sure. One of these pitchers is going to show up and have a good outing could be both. Uh, if both happen, this would be a real low scoring game, but I don't know which one it would be. We've seen some really good starts from Hunter Brown. We've seen some questionable ones. Uh, Kramer, the same thing. He's had some, some good starts. He's had some bad ones. You just never really know the key on this game. Wind will be blowing in at over 10 miles an hour from left field, knocking the ball down. That's a decrease in the expected number of runs by 7%. Otherwise it'll be a nice day with regards to temperature, some potential rain in the area. Different models are saying different things on when the rain hits. And so that's something to keep an eye on too. May have rain delay. So the rain could kind of throw a wrench into uh, into that situation. Uh, again, with a total play, with a run line play, game doesn't go nine, you're going to get your money back no matter if you already won or lost. It doesn't really matter. So uh, I think playing a day game, I do think they will be able to get nine. I just don't know when it will happen, how it will happen, uh, et cetera. So some, some issues potentially with the rains, according to some models. Uh, our pick on this is going to be the under nine and a half model says 8.7 because Jared tell us more. So I, I feel like this leads, this is a perfect, you know, afterthought to Bryce elder, something to tack on to the Bryce elder <laughs> conversation. So Hunter Brown, I feel like he's been pretty solid. Sideline likes him, gives him a, a grade of 84. That's one that kind of catches my eye that, I mean, I, I kind of the opposite of a lot of the guys that we've talked about is he strikes out a lot of people. And so he has a little bit of issue with command at times, but he makes up for that because he just strikes out and doesn't put many balls in play. So Hunter Brown, good good pitcher. I I see what you're saying about the weather potentially knocking off uh, some runs in this game a little bit. But then I kind of want to go back to what we just talked about with Bryce Elder, and I want to look at Dean Kramer. And I would say when you look at the underlying stats, he's not that different from Bryce Elder. And if Bryce Elder were starting this game, I feel like everybody would be like, yeah, let's go under nine and a half. And you're like, but it's Dean Kramer. He's, you know, he's, he's just fine. He's nothing special. But again, his underlying stats are pretty much the exact same as 
as Bryce Elder. He he walks less people. He strikes out more people. He is, he does give up more home runs. Not quite not quite as ground ball friendly um, right. as as Bryce Elder is. But in in my book, basically the same pitcher as Bryce Elder. And so I feel like this is just one of those things where you're getting too caught up on the name mm-hmm. if you're not playing under nine and a half here because you could put in Bryce Elder here and you'll be like, yeah, play under nine and a half. So anyway. Basically, Dean Krimmer, Bryce Elder, same guy, play under nine and a half in this game. A little bit of juice on the under nine and a half. If you are playing at a uh, book, if the number moves to nine, I'd still be playing under nine. I would just be making sure you look for good odds at the nine because, uh, you know, you are giving up some value on the fact that if it lands at nine, that going from the the wind to the push, right? You're losing a lot of value, so just make sure you get good odds. If you're playing under nine, uh, cousin Jared, it would be a C grade pick on the Astros at minus one Oh seven. Is there a number that you would play the Astros that's near the current price of minus one Oh seven and a grade would be plus one Oh four. Uh, or is there a price you play the Orioles? Uh, or, or, or is this just a stay away? Because kind of like I'm saying, I have no idea what's going to happen. In this game. Yeah. To like to play the Astros. I think if it were even money, that's where I'd consider it. So if it gets around even money, then so if the it. Orioles take on take on enough money to move the line seven cents, that's where you're that's yeah. where you're thinking about. Okay, yeah. That'd be and that'd be a solid right between A and a B grade threshold pick. Yeah. So a solid B at that point. Um, I, I kind of agree. A plus money just because of plus money there. I don't know what's going to happen if the model says the yeah, Astros are supposed to be favored. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen. That's that's reasonable right now. You can get minus one hundred three in the Orioles uh, if the Astros are supposed to be slightly favored. I definitely would need much more than plus one hundred three uh, to back them. Not saying the Orioles can't win. I don't know. Like I said, I, we got to be thinking about price, especially with sport like baseball. I always preach that, so you probably already knew that. Uh, yeah. Dear viewer, a uh, bunch of other afternoon games. Again, if you're looking for other picks on other games, Dub Club has you covered. That links in the show description. But otherwise, we'll fast forward here till seven. 10 p.m. Eastern with the Royals at the Red Sox. And Cousin Jared, um, this is not the biggest favorite on the board. Uh, but somehow. This one, somehow. But this one did almost break my model, um, <laughs> as did the other big one. Uh, no. You know, so my goodness. Um, where do you even start with this one? James Paxton, Alec Marsh, the two pitchers in this game. Paxton, 360 ERA. Advanced metrics align up pretty well with that. Done really well. And I'm happy for the guy with all the injuries he's had from to come back here finally. Uh, it feels like he was good with Seattle like six years ago. I don't know if it was exactly six, but it feels like so long ago. Feels, feels like a decade now. Feels like a decade now, right? How many years happened in COVID times, right? I mean, that's yeah, the other yeah. thing. Uh, yeah. But I mean, really happy for the guy. Having a good year, good pitcher. Alec Marsh for the Royals, a young guy who's been called up, you know, because they've traded everybody away and they're just looking for, you know, young guys to get there. 675 ERA. Advanced metrics say it should be more in the mid fives, but I mean, that's still really bad for the advanced metrics to say mid fives. Massive starting pitcher mismatch. Pretty big mismatch on the bullpens. Pretty big mismatch on the offenses. You're you're dealing with a a Red Sox team that needs to win. Um, So it's not like they're going to coast. You and I were talking before show. There's just not a lot of data on some of these big favorites. There's just it's kind of hard to figure it out because sometimes historically in these games that are big favorites, you only see these big favorite games after the All-Star break when a team's traded away any talent that they've got. And sometimes the young guys are playing hard and sometimes they're not. And or they're not quite as maybe motivated or whatever. And sometimes it's a veteran team or an older team or a good team who needs to win and they're playing hard. And sometimes they've got everything wrapped up and they're playing. I remember the Dodgers, I don't remember if it was last year or the year before, one of those years where they uh, I guess it was the year before. I think the year before was a tight race. It might've been last year where they had it wrapped up in the last like two weeks. It was like, you had no idea who was going to be in that starting lineup because they were giving 
everybody rest all over the place, right? So you just never really know what's going to happen sometimes in these bigger favorite games. Uh, So it's a little bit harder to use the data historically. But here's what I will say on this one. According to Sideline, the Red Sox win this game. 85% of the time. That is insanely high for a baseball game. Is that a little bit too high? I mean, it's very possible that that's uh, a a little bit too high. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Again, the data is very questionable here. So I'm not going to take 85% um, as gospel. Uh, and I've long said the the probability predictions, they are not accurate to one percentage point. There, there's no model in the world that is that accurate, that can be that accurate for sports. Uh, the general rule of thumb is it's generally about 3%. When you get to this part of the distribution, it's probably more like 5 or 6%, right? So models is 85%, but the confidence interval would be more like it might even be as low as 80 and that's not crazy bottom line though red sox should be really big favorites in this game and they aren't that big of favorites i'm a little surprised they aren't bigger favorites in this right now they're at minus 240 the run line price is minus 130 both of those are easy a great picks however you want to play the red sox makes sense i'll do it at the minus one again it's implied at minus 192 uh, if you want to play a little more aggressive on the run i think it's fine i think the red sox are a smart pick here we don't always take favorites as you can see in that braves pirates game uh, that we talked about earlier in the day, but this favorite I think is worth it. So, uh, cousin Jared, Red Sox, are you splitting your wager? Are you just doing run line? It's a massive edge, one of the biggest edges we've seen all season. Uh, so I'm curious to know how yeah. you're attacking it. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like anybody who's listened to this show for a while knows that I have a propensity to stick for the money line and not necessarily uh, take the run line in situations like yesterday with the Brewers, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, But people, this is why the run line. Or today with the Brewers or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, But this is why the run line was invented for times like this. And so I'm going to say, forget laying the one run. I'm going to lay the run and a half. And Mm. I've seen that minus 130, even minus 125 in some places. And so mm-hmm. I, I'm fine mm-hmm. with laying the run and a half in this situation, um, mostly because this game is being played at Fenway uh, and the mm-hmm. runs sideline projects almost 11 runs in this game. So who knows? Maybe there's another game on the slate for the same day where the total is much lower, but the team is favored just as largely where I wouldn't feel comfortable laying a run and a half because maybe sideline says you're going to be like four less runs in that game. So anyway, that's a, that's an interesting hypothetical that you just made up there. It's very contrived. I don't quite know where you would come up with that. Yes. Uh, People over on dub club can, can figure it out, but yeah, I, I, again, this is why the run line was created. So it makes me a little uncomfortable, but I feel like mathematically for me, it's the right thing to do. If I could just like lay minus minus one twenty five and lay the run and a half, as opposed to, you know, spreading my wagers around or taking the money line at some ridiculously high number. I definitely agree with what you're saying there. I have to uh, iterate to the viewer, right? That uh, this is not a lock. There are no locks in gambling. Um, You know, I don't want people to think this is too easy. Right. There's no such thing as this is going to be an easy win because the Red Sox were up two and the ninth here on Wednesday, give up a home run one by one. Right. So I think this is, I want to make sure I could, convey two things that we can hold both in our, in the same time. We can, we, we are complex beings, right? We, we don't have to give everything as black and white. 
Mm-hmm. I think that this is an incredibly good price to play the run line at minus 125 or minus 130. And A-grade price, according to the model, is minus 207. Why is it the high? <laughs> because exactly what you said, when there's more expected runs, a hitter-friendly ballpark in Boston, and a park in Boston like we've talked about can have some really crooked numbers and some really high-scoring games and yeah. then some really lower-scoring games. The runs just come in weird bunches there. You never know what you're going to get. But on average, more runs at that park means a higher likelihood of winning by multiple runs. I think it's an incredibly good price and one that you should take advantage of. Also, at the same hand, we have to consider this is not a lock. The Royals are still professional athletes. They lost by one yesterday uh, here. So don't put all your money on this. But I also think it's a good price, right? And both things are true. I hope that people can hear that. That that is a nuanced statement. This is a strong confidence pick. uh, But our strong confidence picks, we still only put – you know, three, four, whatever percent ish of our bankroll on, on a given day, exactly. However you want to do that, right. That's your personal preference, but we don't, we don't put 25% of our bankroll on the pick that we love. Uh, We just stick to three, four, 5%, whatever it may be a strong pick, but again, you never know with sports. Um, So you're you're viewing it as a lock. I'm viewing it as these kind of things go sideways all the time. And so I'm reducing my risk. Absolutely. So I would almost look at it the exact opposite way. There you go. There you go. Well, I, I, I'm not viewing it as a lock as much as I just want to I, make sure I, I that yeah, I someone yeah someone doesn't doesn't get the wrong impression yeah. uh, of this. I do think the Red Sox are extremely likely to win. Uh, yeah. Things good to go sideways, and we've talked about that right. That sometimes the run and a half is kind of a uh, you know kind of can be a good thing because either you're going to win more money uh, when they win by more than one, and you're going to lose less money <laughs> when they when they don't win, right? So yeah. um, it, you're absolutely right about that. So anyway, just kind of, there's a lot happening here with that run line. I want to make sure we're kind of all on the same page. No one's being misled. I'm all about transparency, honesty, thinking about things, right? Education, et cetera, all those things. Uh, so hopefully I've conveyed that well. Total in this game, 10.5 model says 10.8. Um, 11 is an odd number. So, you know, five to five gets to push at 11. I'm not sure I'm concerned about odd numbers as much in a game like this. I'm more concerned about odd numbers in a game that we think is more likely to be a tied game because we get to extra innings, you know, uh, one team scores one run, the other team doesn't, right? That sort of thing. Uh, this is not li- as likely to be a, you know, a, 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 if you're looking to go over 10 and a half specifically because 11 is an odd number, you're thinking uh, five to five, we've got the win. It's like, I'm not saying it can't be five to five. It's just the probability that this game specifically lands five to five in a park like that, in a situation like that, probably not as much. So I'm not sure that matters as much. Model would lean over. Uh, it's not a huge edge though. So I assume that you would not be stoked about playing an over 10 and a half because Jared. I concur. I would not be happy. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm going <laughs> the, on a limb laying a run and a half. So, so you know, I'm, that's going to be my only <laughs> play on this game. Very, very, very. Uh, no pitcher prop of the day today. Uh, there's only a couple games that have those out right now. Obviously, reduced slate on Thursday. The games that have them out, uh, not games you're talking about, nothing that I really love as of now. So no pitcher prop of the day. We did lose uh, the prop here on Wednesday, so falling to two and two and one on the week, I believe. One and two on the week. I don't know. Uh, on the pitcher props here this week. We'll hopefully be back with one on uh, Friday. So, because Jared, that'll do it for us. Do you have any parting words for people's Thursday baseball all day long? Baseball's fun. Baseball's fun. There you go. All right. Well, thanks for tuning into this episode of Picks with the Professor. Don't forget to subscribe so you can enjoy all the sports betting content provided on this channel. Shift right into your feed. We'll be back again tomorrow with more baseball content. But until then, as always, best of luck. And remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bite your eating money.